Welcome to the Good Steward Podcast, the podcast for Christians in Canada who desire to be good stewards of that which God has entrusted to them. Join us as we discuss topics and answer questions through the lens of Scripture, always keeping in mind our treasure is not of things below, but lies in store for us in heaven. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Good Steward Podcast. Once again, I'm here with my co-host, Craig Ferguson. Craig, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Brian. Thanks for having me. I look forward to the episode today. It's something that is one of my favorite topics. Um, So this episode, in air quotes, may turn into three or four episodes, depending on the length of our conversation today. So today we're going to talk about Biblically responsible investing. We've recently talked about investing, kind of the basics of investing. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about something called biblically responsible investing. I think this is an important topic to discuss. I don't think that it's well known in Canada at all. And so I'm excited to address it today. Um, By way of introduction and transparency, I should mention as well that professionally, this is one of my primary aspects of my portfolio management or investment advisory practice, but this isn't meant to be a promotional episode. (laughs) It's meant to just address biblically responsible investing, the high level, some of the scriptural grounds for it, as well as then what it's like in Canada, kind of what the status of it is in Canada. So anyways, I say that though at the beginning because, hey, let's be transparent about that. Yeah, good idea. And uh, I think too, this is something I've learned more in communication with Brian and seeing some of the things that he's brought up. But um, first of all, biblically biblically responsible investing has its own acronym. Uh, BRI, and I think throughout this episode you said we were going to uh, be referring to it as such. Yeah, that just saves a few words. Yeah, (laughs) but BRI is actually a thing. I didn't know this. There are are articles on BRI all over the web. Yeah, there are. Um, If you Google biblically responsible investing, um, it's certainly over the last, I would say the last four to four, yeah, three to four years, the results have really started being easier to find. Right. Um, when I first Googled it here now back in 2014, you know, you really had to kind of search through the results and yeah, you kind of found something and such. But um, anyways, we'll get to how it's kind of developed, especially over the last uh, few years, just more so it's been brought to the forefront. It, it was happening before kind of beneath the surface in a few rare scenarios. Um, But then there were some events that kind of brought it to the forefront. Um, So yeah, there's, you'll commonly hear SRI, socially responsible investing. And then you'll hear BRI, although BRI, of course, not talked about nearly as much. That's the, the investment world has made a lot about SRI and ESG which stands for environmental, social, and mm. governance. Mm-hmm. And and they kind of have meshed together and such, but right. there's some distinct differences between SRI and BRI. And, and we'll touch on some of those today too. Um, 
I actually don't know if I have that particular on the outline, but if I don't get to it, we'll touch on it. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, let's start with a 10,000 foot view of BRI. That's a reference back to my pilot days. Mm -hmm. So just the, the high level of it, if somebody were to come up and say, well, what is biblically responsible investing? That, that actually happens fairly often. I would say that first and foremost, it's the striving of God's people to be a steward of that which belongs to God, which he has entrusted us with, in investing. And then the application of 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 to investing, which is we strive to do all mm. that we do to the honor and glory of God. Right. So it's seeking to invest and to do so in a way which is in harmony with Scripture. And that really then boils down to a three-step process where you seek to invest in companies which exhibit positive qualities, you screen out those companies yep. which don't, and then as well be an active shareholder. And we'll touch on those more in depth. Right. Good. Sounds like fun. Oh, it should be fun. You'll have to uh, rein me in maybe sometimes today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. But it seems just as far as um, what you just said is in your description of BRI, um, seems to root itself in a belief of the sovereignty of God, mm -hmm. that, that God is God, and that means he does have something to say about everything. Yeah, the sovereignty of God certainly as well as... Uh, that scripture addresses every area of our life. Right. That, you know, there's even when it comes to managing money and investing, that there's principles from scripture that certainly apply. Okay, good. So, well, let's talk first about stewardship just briefly. I know that we had an episode here, which would have been, I think, episodes two and three, right. where we talked about stewardship and what that means. So we'll keep it rather brief. Mm -hmm. um, stewardship, the principle of it being that as a steward, we're managers of a household in the literal sense, meaning that God owns everything mm -hmm. in harmony with Psalm 24, verse 1, and other passages, and that our calling as Christians is to be stewards, to manage that which belongs to God, and then to do so in the way which he tells us to, not simply how we may desire to do it. Right. Um, so that is, I think, important by way of introduction because, well, if you didn't view, if we didn't view ourselves and rightfully so as being stewards, well, then you might as well throw this all out the window. Right. Because None it, of this it matters. Doesn't matter. No, not at all. We don't have to answer at all for our money in that case. And if we don't, then it's uh, it's a free for all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, then there's then you're getting into. I mean, I go off on a tangent. We go on a tangent about postmodernism, and if it's right for you, it can be right for you, and it can be not right for me, and whatever the case right, may be. Exactly, right, exactly. Relativism. But yeah. the Bible speaks to it, and uh, so, anyways, we don't have to go there because we believe in stewardship. Right. Um, let's talk then about the meaning and responsibility of ownership. And here, I think I should make the point that we're going to refer to ownership from really from a, from a physical pers 
well, maybe not physical is the right word, but as we think of it here on earth. So right. I'm not I'm not in any way calling into question when I say that that God owns everything. Right. Just saying in a in an earthly sense that I own my vehicle or right. property or whatever the case may be. So anyways, um I think just I don't know if I even need to made that point, but no, it makes sense because, I mean, we're just talking about stewardship and now we're going to talk about ownership. I think we have to make sure that the two work together. Um, it seems, I can see also where you're saying a, a physical sense. It's kind of rooted in, in possession or in direct responsibility. Um, we, we look at ownership in those ways. So I think that's the, the way that we're going to talk about ownership today, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so ownership, and I think it's safe, it, we should start by saying it's easy when we talk about ownership, if we talk about ownership in the aspect of there's one, maybe two owners, and that's common, you know, with mm -hmm. the small company, uh, whether it's incorporated or not, there might be one or two owners, you know, maybe three or four, there's a farm and there's three brothers who are owners and maybe the parents still own part. But it, it's a smaller base, you know, you're thinking that, well, you, you basically, you can have a meeting around a table with all the owners, then ownership is really tangible and right. it's easy for us to understand. And so when you take that and you go, well, now we have shares of a publicly traded company and there might be just for easy, easy numbers, let's just say there's 10 million of those, or there's a million of those shares and you owned a hundred it becomes less tangible right. to our minds because often you only per se see them on paper. You don't think of it physically if you go into one of those businesses that you own part of it, mm -hmm. but you really do own part of that business. Right. That's what being a shareholder is or having stock in a company. You're an owner of it. And that's an important principle here that we need to remember whether it's one, two, or whether it's a million, you're still an owner of a company. And that's important because there's a responsibility of ownership. Once again, if, if you're the only owner, then you would certainly avoid certain activities. Right. And you'd certainly control where your money is going from your business and such. But sometimes I think we fall into the, well, we're, we're so distanced from right. it. We're, you know, we only own a small fraction of it that we think then that we're okay. Right. It um, feels like an abstract or cold transaction. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, I think that that's been um, facilitated by the way that, you know, investing in stock and such has been talked about with the slang terms of playing the market and this and that and but we got to get to that it's ownership because now when we think about that, then we can understand that there's a responsibility that comes with being an owner. And as an owner, you're responsible for actions of the company right. which you own. And you're responsible for where those profits are coming from with how people, how the company treats people, what its mm -hmm. supply chain is, as well as where the company of which you're an owner donates part of the corporate money. Mm -hmm. And that's once again, easy if it's just me and you. Yep. 
it's much harder to think of in the larger scale, but true nonetheless. I, I think that's very interesting and a good way of looking at it because we talked about last time uh, a gambling point of view or a gambling perspective that people often bring into investing. And if you were to bring in a gambling perspective, then the, the room for ownership isn't really there. You look at it and you go, ah, oh, this is basically a game of roulette. This is a this is some other kind of a I'm playing slots or I'm playing blackjack or what have you. I'm, I'm playing all of these games and games aren't really a matter of ownership. And yet when you realize that you're taking a stake in the ownership of that company, that shifts the whole conversation. Yeah, it really does. And and then I guess that's a good nexus as well to get into talking about core you know, ownership, that you're actually a physical owner of a company. Right. And then that's a good nexus into corporate responsibility. And, and that's a topic which is thrown around often now with publicly traded companies as far as what's their corporate responsibility. What I'm talking about, though, is more of a theological term that right. corporate responsibility as part of an entity you know that, for example, in the Old Testament, the Israelites um, wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. And they had to wander through the wilderness for 40 years, all of them, even though there were at least two of them yeah. who came with good reports. Right. And yet they all fell under the same judgment. Yeah. And then you can see that throughout the history of the Israelites when they also had to go into captivity, all of them, mm-hmm. despite Daniel and his friends being faithful. Right. And uh, so that principle, I think, can be seen throughout Scripture. As that applies in this case, then certainly there's a responsibility as an actual owner. And then as well, I think, on top of it lies the principle of corporate responsibility. Mm-hmm. That, you know, certainly being an owner and then corporate responsibility adds weight to that. Right. It seems like there's a lot more sensitivity these days to that. I'm, I'm not really sure about what it was like um, longer ago, but even in a lot of the outrage that you see or the calls for change or the boycotting that we see, people seem to understand that you when you, when you align yourself with a certain group, you join with that group, you join with that body, you join with them and you kind of have to face the consequences of everything good or bad that might come. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And that's a good point to bring up because I hadn't really thought of that, but I think it is becoming more and more evident, um, one of the products of the world in which we live. So I guess I bring those up as those are a lead-in. They're a lead-in to a few principles. We want to establish that. Think of it when you think of an owner as really being an owner of a company and the responsibility of corporate responsibility. Because then that's going to be a good nexus into the next part. Thanks for listening to this episode. As mentioned at the beginning, this is going to end up being split into likely three or four episodes. So we're going to wind it up here for now, and we'll pick this up again next time on the next episode of the Good Steward Podcast. Greetings, everyone. This is Brian here. As we did talk about investing on this episode of the podcast, I need to give the standard disclosures regarding my investment practice. So I'll give those to you now. 
Virtuous Investing is a trade name of Brian Hilt, which is used for securities-related activities. Brian is registered as an Associate Portfolio Manager or Associate Advising Representative with Huxton Black Limited. Huxton Black Limited is a portfolio manager and exempt market dealer registered in the provinces of Ontario, British Columbia, and Alberta. The Ontario Securities Commission is the principal regulator of Huxton Black Limited. Financial planning, life insurance, and any other advice is offered via Seed Time and Harvest Wealth Council. Seed Time and Harvest Wealth Council is a trade name of Seed Time and Harvest Financial Incorporated. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as individual investment advice. Individual investment advice, of course, can only be given after consulting with you individually and is ought to be customized to your unique situation. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. If you have a question you would like to have answered on the show, please email it to us at question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. Once again, that's question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. If you find the show edifying and informative, please take a minute to subscribe via your favorite podcast app. As well, please rate the show. This helps the show be found easier. Until next time, we wish you all the best.